Well, can I tell my mom when? When what? When are you going to fix the faucet? After. After what? After, after. Welcome to the Karate Kid Minute. A podcast where we discuss the original 1984 classic, The Karate Kid, one glaring minute at a time. I'm Robin. And Matt. And joining us today one more time from Crossroads Minute is James Anderson. Welcome back. Happy Friday. Hey. 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 Mentis stuff coming on. I'm excited. Thanks for having me. Sweet. I get paid today. It's Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Guess who's buying lunch? (laughs) (laughs) this is minute nine of the karate kid it begins with daniel first meeting miyagi and ends with a little bit of sunshine um (laughs) so yes daniel has found the maintenance maintenance i should just say fix it it's easier the fix it (laughs) she had the right idea (laughs) (laughs) uh he knocks and then walks in and uh yeah he says hello and so um we see the inside of the entrance uh, to Miyagi's workshop. And uh, if you know the movie, a lot of familiar stuff hanging about. Mm-hmm. Could be, uh, turned into a costume, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I was <laughs> stoked when I saw that. I was like, oh, there it is. It's, he touches it. Oh, my God. <laughs> so um, – you said this everything was on uh, location except for that one apartment scene. So, right. if we if we follow uh, the lady's directions, could we actually find this actual workshop? Yes, but Sweet. no. Oh. <laughs> you can find where it was because yes, uh, the soundstage is a built set, but so is this. But this is an on location set. Um, mm. The door and the wall. Matt, are you feeding me, or did you did you not actually know this? <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's kind of jogging my memory. I, I don't think I knew it. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, the door and the wall that this that this door is uh, built in. It's a it's a built set. So uh, Miyagi's workshop is actually um, in a in the parking lot um, on the side of the South Sea. So they just kind of built out uh, around a few parking mm-hmm. spaces. Oh. Um, and so, you know, um, when Daniel follows Mrs. Milo's instructions, it really is just to the gated in parking lot. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, why? So you're like, okay, what? Why is this? Why is this set here? Why? Why did they do this? Um, if I had to guess, uh, you get some great hints by looking behind Daniel as he walks in, because. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to just see here. Do you guys do you guys see anything behind him as he's walking in? I assume it's the fence. Fence. Uh, the hill. Daniel, I didn't notice anything. Where Daniel's ganged up on by the Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And there's also the dumpster, uh, where right. dumps his bike. Both scenes are, are are things that gets Miyagi into the story and into into Daniel's life. They draw so, Miyagi out of this place that he's in. Yeah. So I'm assuming yeah. huh. that that's why they're like, we have to put this right here because we're going to be <laughs> filming him coming in and out of there and bringing him, bringing Daniel in there and back and forth. Yeah. I, I like to think that uh, the, the maintenance guy's uh, place is like 
you take a left, a right, a left, and then another left, and that's where it is. But they refused to change the script, so they built one that <laughs> followed the directions. <laughs> we yeah, don't want right to over there. All she has to do. <laughs> no, Francis has her lines memorized. Build a new one. It'll be fine. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, if you did go to the South Seas uh, today, and actually you had, you'd have to like either go along the side by the gates uh, and i'm not sure if that that whole i've been there before but i never thought about going around the side i just kind of stood in the front and was like ah um <laughs> you know that's a parking lot there and and then there's the gate next to it so they just basically built this whole thing inside of these parking spaces so uh mm. so i i just think that's so cool you know that's really cool yeah <laughs> But yeah, if you wanted to go visit <laughs> this the the place where you, you'd be very disappointed, you'd just be like, "Oh, there's some cars it's, there." Yeah, it's so hard for me to to believe both. I I, I don't know if I'm just a, a, a just a treasure little boy, but like, it's so hard for me to both believe that there's a place where you, this is a, an actual literal place where you can go to, and mm-hmm. also that like Miyagi's workshop doesn't exist. Like it's <laughs> I'm like movie magic works perfectly on me i'm like no it's you know well yeah you can't go there it's in the movie but yeah it's right there that's not a soundstage what are you talking about? a built set no 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 no. that's his that's his workshop yeah <laughs> like it's ridiculous <laughs> a I little mean, bit but you know it's just who i am it's a it's a pretty cluttered set too it's it's funny yeah. because you know in the book which is probably an adaptation of an earlier version of the script the workshop is described as immaculate uh you can't tell that it's a handyman shop because there are no tools all the tools are away all there are in the shop that daniel sees in the book are shelves of bonsai trees huh so but huh. It, you know so i'm assuming you know I, I i don't actually have any inside any more insider information about it but i'm assuming if you took down a bunch of that stuff it would look like the side of a building <laughs> they're just right. trying to cover it up right you know they don't point at the yeah. floor because it's probably concrete under them i don't know do you think it i wonder if there's a there's a thing going on i wonder if they changed that um it, it could be you know a practical thing uh, but i wonder if it's like we don't want it to be like look at miyagi he's perfect he's mm-hmm. so clean and so he's you know look at him he's he's just p- so pure and immaculate I, and they wanted to sort of push the like he's you know just a he's just a guy he's he, he he's a messy messy whatever he and his life is messy and what and all this stuff he's not like perfect he's just he's flawed he's dirty and he's also a good teacher and all this stuff as opposed to like um you know the the cobra kai dojo has is you know they all wear black uniforms and mm. miyagi's place is all white like sort of like muddling the you know who's the good guy and who's the bad guy sort of deal not that anyone thinks the Miyagi is the bad guy but like just sort of giving him more of a like a like a blue collar almost feel mm-hmm. like sort of like a he's just a worker guy let's put some stuff around that worker guys would would have yeah I wonder if that was something that went into it and it really does it does as he's walking in I'm just playing it again on on my screen it you can see you know all sorts of different uh paints and you know polyurethane and sprays and all this stuff and dap everything a yeah. fix-it guy needs yeah yeah and that's yeah to be i had end. yeah good oh i i saw I, I i saw that as he walked by 
And yeah. when I saw the shower thing, I was like, oh, the shower thing. And then I was like, oh, paints and waxes, like in future things in the movie. It's all here. And I was like, yeah, because he's a handyman. He yeah. has all this stuff. It's not like he just, it's not like they're foreshadowing every single thing. I mean, they are, but also it makes sense. Like, <laughs> it's not just a foreshadowing thing. <laughs> That's true. They could have had it written as immaculate, and then they look further in the script. Like, well, we need the items for this costume, you know, yeah. at least, you know. So we have to make it believable that you'd find all this stuff in this shop. And so there, there's got to be a whole like you can't just have, oh, it just so happens I have a costume over here. You have to have all <laughs> items scattered amongst a bunch of other mess. Yeah. He reveals the costume like like Batman suit. Like I have one. Shunk. <laughs> It's he gets perfect. a button, the wall opens. <laughs> uh, I think that's... Okay, so, so yeah, Daniel says, are you the maintenance man? And Miyagi says, hi. So, <laughs> um, uh-huh. white nine-year-old me learned mm-hmm. a Japanese word <laughs> by watching this movie. I'm sure Absolutely. many people did. That, that was my yep. question is, would the average New Jersey kid know that that was an affirmative reply? <laughs> uh, funny, funny you say that. In, it doesn't, they don't do it in the book, but in, in the movie, but in the book, uh, after he says hi, Sa- Daniel actually says back to him, well, hi to you. And then yeah. he, yeah. like it's, it's like he, he like kicks himself in his head like, oh, I, I, idiot. He means, <laughs> he means yes, you know. Mm-hmm. What, I'm trying to think. Oh, in The Simpsons, they did a um, when they went to the when Homer ate the sushi that almost killed him. Akira, who is voiced by George Takai, um, says answers the phone and he says hi, 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 bye, and hangs up the phone. <laughs> and I, I have never made that connection before because I was like, don't they make that joke at some point in this? Nope, it's an entirely different thing. So, um, <laughs> yeah. They they were aware of it, but yeah, I, I definitely learned that "hi" means yes in in Japanese from this. Absolutely. Well, I mean that's what I've always thought, but um, oh, you know, doing re- oh. research, um, it means correct, which can ah, be okay. used you. definitely. And right. I I also found it it, it can be it's used in so many different other ways as well. Uh, I, I have I have a small list here. Um, <laughs> By stating that you're about to give your opinion, you would say hi before starting to talk. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think Miyagi's a great quick character or something. Um, if something's <laughs> Thank you. I'll name, my questions go, up here. <laughs> you just go, hi, as if to say, I'm here. Yeah. Um, if you want to ask somebody to repeat some, something, you could say hi, um, like sorry or pardon. Um, if you want to give some emphasis when you're agreeing with somebody, you can say hi. Like, yes, of course. And then sometimes uh, it's just used as like, hey, like, okay, then. It's <laughs> kind of break the ice, <laughs> You know, I'm just like, all right. <laughs> but it's funny. You watch the scene huh. thinking he's saying yes, but he's not really saying yes. Everything he's saying is correct. Correct. Right. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are you the maintenance man? Correct. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so. Huh. Uh, <laughs> I so, like I like how I like how the inter- uh, different ways you can translate Japanese things sometimes. Uh, one, my favorite one is um, I think it's otsukare, um, and it's uh, what people say to each other at the end of the day, and it's usually translated like in English as like 
you must be exa- you must be tired or whatever from a, a long day of work or whatever. But it just literally translates to exhaustion. So people are just going around to each other and just bowing and saying exhaustion, exhaustion. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, there is this awesome. whole thing, and you know, and if people who are you know, listeners who might want to contribute to any of our books, or, or, our group, or our, our Twitter, or anything like that, or want to write in. Um, there is uh, a way that high is used that there's a reason why it means correct and it doesn't mean yes, and it's because of some sort of like negative way. Like, it's just the way the Japanese speak that is just so different from English. I can't wrap my head around it. So, so, uh, but it, it, it is distinct that it's, it's supposed to be correct, not yes. You know, you can. That's interesting. Well, I, I mean, that's a big distinction. That's, yeah, that's, I think that's, I think that's huge. I, it makes me think of sort of like things that, that like we don't think of maybe in, in English. Like I have this, whole, I don't know if it's a bad habit or what, but of saying right as sort of mm-hmm. like, a, I hear you talking. I know you have more to say. I'm listening. So I'm going to say right, right here. And like Aaron yeah. even like pauses and it's just like, I'm like, right. And so then, like, I'm with you. Okay, go ahead. Mm-hmm. And then, I, like, a huh or uh-huh or uh-uh or hmm. Like, there's all sorts of different, like, things that, that people say that have all these different connotations. And it's funny to hear, funny, like, it's very interesting to hear that in other other languages and cultures. That's really, I think that's really cool. The difference between yes and correct is really cool, too. I like that. And sort of like a, he's already has, like, a teacher vibe going on. Yeah. Like, correct like he's already but also correct isn't necessarily the right answer to are you the maintenance guy because like you you're the maintenance guy right that's that's a correct thing Mm -hmm. but (laughs) so i i could you know i i i guarantee i would have a lot of a hard time to uh uh, try to figure out how to speak uh japanese but i i can't imagine absolutely Going the other way around, like somebody Japanese trying to speak English has got to be just as tough because there it's, are so it's, many. It's like, ridiculous. There's, there's so much yeah. slant. There's so much different ways of talking. Yeah. yeah. Emphasis on different syllables changes the yeah. meaning. It's just ridiculous. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That <laughs> anyone learns English regional, at all is ridiculous. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Slant, yeah. Uh, so I will just get right into it. Uh, you know, Daniel advances into the shop. Miyagi turns around and glares at him, which I think is great. So he got a death stare as well, like the one he gave his mom. <laughs> yeah, you, you want to see a death stare? He's a death stare. So and, is he? Did he back away because he's afraid of the death stare, or is he a little bit racist? <laughs> well, I don't know. I think that. it's so. I is it me, so. or maybe I got maybe I got this wrong? I think he said, are you the maintenance guy from behind a closed door, right? Or like behind a closed screen door. Yeah. And then Miyagi said hi. And then he's like, uh, okay, I'm going to step in. And then right. Miyagi gave him a death glare. Like, hey, I didn't invite you in. Right. You're in my space. Back up. And I think that's why Daniel pulls yeah, away. Yeah, for sure. Is for sure it it's is. sort of like a vampire thing. Like, <laughs> he didn't invite Daniel in. So uh, he's like... You can't, don't come in yet. I'm, you know, it's, mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, you aren't welcome here yet necessarily. Like, don't come in on me from behind my back, too. That's also a, like, a weird thing, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As we get into, like, 
further and further into the movie, I you know we we get the sense that Miyagi is not somebody that's just has buddies like all around. You know, <laughs> sure, the first person that he's really taken into his life for a long time, and uh, so uh, he's probably giving the same reaction that he would give anybody. And uh, yeah, right. but Daniel's doing that perfectly, like you know, American, like um, oh, okay, so he's reacting to me, so. I'm striking up a conversation. So, you know, I'm going to yeah. draw in a little closer and uh, yeah. just try to keep, get up uh, some sort of a camaraderie with him or something, or, you know, some yeah, sort of yeah. relationship with him just to get that faucet fixed. But yeah. uh, my mom always told me to look a guy in the eye when you're talking to him. So I'm going to come in and, and do that. Like, right. Hey, I'm, is it, yeah. Like all sorts of different, like nonverbal things going on. It's very, um, yeah. I was confused a little bit. Cause I was like, is he mad at him? Like he just like what's going on? That's his space. This is space. That's his <laughs> and yeah, uh, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I think Daniel seeing like this very serious guy like turning around like <laughs> what are you doing? Uh yeah. <laughs> makes him back right out. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Um, so I have a little bit of Pat Morita biography here that I I'd nice. love to read on the podcast, if you don't mind. Um Born in California in 1932. Uh, so in 1984 here, he is 52. Um, and he, so he's playing a little older than he, he is. Um, so from age two until he was 11, he was bedridden um, with spinal tuberculosis. He was stuck in hospitals for, imagine just like nine years of your childhood, just being oh in hospitals. God. La- just wow. laying, often laying around in full body casts, he said. And uh, he Oof. was told he would never walk. Um, yes. Wow. Then, like, you think that's bad. Uh, in 1943, <laughs> he gets surgery yeah. he, and learns how to walk, finally gets, gets that figured out, gets to get out of the hospital, and immediately join his family uh, in a Japanese internment camp in Arizona. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because this is a couple years after uh, Pearl Harbor, and all that was... Uh, uh, going on and then yeah he he was there and then he went to another internment camp in california and uh was released in uh 1946 speaking of george takai that that one in california that's where george Mm -hmm. takai was as well oh Hmm. um it's takai takai sorry i'm sorry sorry. that's that's on me that's on me yeah uh i usually would know the actor's name uh how it's pronounced the guy who plays sala um but uh <laughs> oh don't do that no. <laughs> uh as a young adult he was head of computer operations at an aerospace firm but uh he preferred stand-up comedy so at age 30 he's <laughs> he's on a stand-up awesome. career because i'm sure he's just like i've got so many funny jokes <laughs> from so, so much years of horrible uh gosh um, i sat around thinking up jokes for nine years maybe you know yeah maybe you know <laughs> You have such a horrible life. I mean, you're just kind of trying to lighten it up a bit. Um, Mm. So he opened up for many comedians, including his mentor, Red Fox, who ended up giving him a role role on Sanford and Son. He played the role of Achu. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can see you can see his stand up on uh, YouTube if you want. Woo, yeah, I, I watched nice. a little bit of that. That was <laughs> some of it's funny and how, some of it's how, like, man, okay. why did he have to do that? I wish uh I wish he didn't have to be like 
I'm Asian, and so I'm going to make uh, you know, jokes to make the white people laugh, you know? Um, yeah. But I don't know. I guess, you know, jokes on them because I'm sure he was lived a very comfortable life in his later years because of that. I don't know. You know? Well, I yeah. mean, I did you catch, happy days, absolutely. Did you catch his his uh, moniker from his stand-up days? Yes, I did. Uh, Which I don't, I, really I'm hoping... Saying it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if he gave it to himself or <laughs> I don't know if it's better it like if he gave it to himself. When I saw <laughs> what he was introduced as it, like as if that was his name. Yeah, but it could have been something that he came up with to take it back. Maybe I don't know. Maybe yeah, yeah. Um, I'm looking it up just so that we don't have to say it out loud. Oh, yikes! Okay, <laughs> yeah. yep. I'll close it out right away. Okay, NIP. That's and that's all. Yeah. Also, I you know I don't want to neglect. He was on Happy Days. He played Arnold, mm-hmm. the owner of the diner, Arnold's, and uh, ended up uh, leaving to star in the Welcome Back Cotter spinoff, Mr. T and Tino, the first Asian American to land a leading role on a primetime show. But cool. after five episodes, it was canceled. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. So that was the seventies, and you know, by the time we're about to do <laughs> uh, Karate Kid. That's 1983. Um, he's doing stand-up. He had returned to, to Happy Days for its final season. That show went on forever. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so um, meanwhile, casting had become be, begun on the Karate Kid. Um, you guys know Conan the Destroyer, the movie. Yeah. Mako yes. was one of the first considerations for Mr. Miyagi. Um, huh. And Mako would actually. Go ahead and play a similar similar role in the movie Sidekicks. <laughs> oh, okay, then I know who it is. Cool. <laughs> Nico also voiced uh, um, Uncle Iroh, I think, in Avatar, and uh, oh yeah, that's right. And he was the voice of Splinter oh, so in the TMNT um, early two thousand CG movie. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, hmm. Love Uncle Iroh. Um, Toshiro Mifune was also. So uh was also considered or was he auditioned for uh miyagi um he's from you know the kiro kurosawa movies uh like mm-hmm. seven samurai and rashomon um according to john avelson he was great in audition but he felt that uh buffoni's version of miyagi was just way too serious and uh way too much like the the samurai warriors he played in those old movies so right um, but then along came Pat Morita, and uh, you can see this story being told by him in many interviews. Uh, like Jerry Weintraub, the producer of Karate Kid, did not want him. He knew him as Arnold, was not a stand-up comedian. No thank you. Co- a comedian cannot play Mr. Miyagi. Um, so Avildsen said he didn't care. He gave him a reading at the end of the cattle call. He said at the time... He was, uh, Pat Morita said at the time, he was pretty unkempt, uh, and he was working in Hawaii doing stand-up. He was emceeing fundraisers for politicians, and his hair and beard had all grown out. Um, and he said <laughs> when he first met John Avildsen, he met half a man because he interviewed him with a camera up to his eye. And <laughs> when he finished reading, Avildsen told him to take the script with him. He might need it. Um, nice. A couple days later... Jerry Weintraub was in pre-production with John Avildsen, and he brought up Morita's tape. uh, And Weintraub was like, who's that? He looks like Miyagi. (laughs) And Avildsen's like, that's Pat Morita, (laughs) who you didn't want. (laughs) 
And, the blind uh, taste uh, test reveals. Yeah. <laughs> and the masked singer is. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Marita says, uh, quote, they bring me in five times, then chemistry test with Ralphie, then in costumes, then they shoot it as a test. Um, and they say, after that, Weintraub calls Marita and says, he made a big mistake. You got the part of Miyagi. And then, you know, forgive the impersonation, but he kind of does this in the interview. He goes, that is why Miyagi talked like this, because he run out of energy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so That's awesome. he, yeah, he, so he had a lot of work to get this role. <laughs> um, and of uh, course, everybody should know that in real life, Pat Morita did not talk with that accent. He's a, right. just sounded like like he was on the commentary, and you know, I've seen like several things. Like, he just seems like such a sweet guy, or seemed, I guess you yeah. could say, past. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. 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 Ugh, I can't imagine like that he needs to be funny in this movie. I don't understand why they were like, oh, not serious enough. It's like it's not supposed to be. Yeah, it, I'm, I'm really glad they made that call because he's perfectly serious. You can make you can have a funny person be serious. It's really hard to have a serious person be funny. So mm-hmm. I think this was a great call. Yeah. yeah, it's probably the most perfect piece of casting in the movie. Mm. Mm. I, I, you know, and. Honestly, being uh, a, a fan of some of those Kurosawa movies, I'd love to see some of those uh, Mifune auditions, but, uh, you know, I, I would never want him to actually have the role. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, continuing continuing on with a minute after that huge uh, sidetrack, um, Daniel <laughs> backs out of the shop uh, looking a little worried, and he's like, uh, can you come fix it? And Miyagi says, hi. And uh, and so yeah, could he come fix it? Correct, he could come fix Correct. it. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I think you mean may he come fix it, Daniel? <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, can and then he says, "Can I tell my mom when?" And I, I almost expect him just to say hi again. <laughs> like, yeah, can you can do whatever you want. I'm not stopping you. Yeah. So he, when he says when what. So, yeah, he says, he ne- I just made a note, like, he never said he was going to. He just said he could. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and, uh, yeah, when are you going to fist the faucet? After, after what? After, after. <laughs> Which is. Uh, Which is how time works. <laughs> I love that line. I just love how he delivers it. <laughs> after, after. <Yeah>. I love the <laughs> annoyance. Um <laughs> Like, I don't know how many times I've said after, after to my kids, because that is something you just drop. <laughs> it's like, like, they're so impatient and you're like, after, after. <laughs> so I want to I want to ask, is that do you think this first scene is consistent with the Miyagi we see through the, the rest of the movie? He seems very pissed and very, like, just grumpy. I think so. I think he's an ice block. And what he sees through his door, like I said, dumpster fence, what he sees, uh, it, it just kind of warms him. I don't know. It kind of melts him. It chips away. I thought um, maybe it's I, just because I, he. I, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I, I was going to say, I, I really want I really want you guys to track when Miyagi warms up to Daniel. Like, yeah. I don't think it's this minute. I don't no. think it's I don't think it's this minute. <laughs> but I'm thinking maybe it's just he, he really like 
it happens later in the movie too, where he gets like really uh, grumpy when he's trying to catch the fly. Like it's yeah. just the fly, yeah, it's the, the fly flies, again. trying to catch the flies. Like that just it puts him in a sour mood because he's never been able to do it his whole life. Yeah. Do you think he was mad that Daniel opened the door because the fly might get out? <laughs> Maybe. Could be. That was something I actually considered. I was like, "Hey, close the door! I'm trying to do this thing with the fly." <laughs> That was another thing. The the commentary, uh, Robert Mark came and the the writer of this movie was just like, "How do you think? Why do you think that fly is just kind of flying around in a circle in just that one spot in front of him?" While he's trying- <laughs> <laughs> it's taunting him. Yeah, or like he's That's sitting at a so table. Angry. He's sitting at a table later, yeah. and for some reason, the fly's like, "Nah, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be pissed off too. <laughs> uh. So yeah, I I love the whole after after like hey kid, I don't roll with schedules, okay? Right. Uh, I'll get to it. I'll get to it when I get to it. <laughs> right. I'll tell you one thing: it's not going to happen before right now. That's that's for a guarantee. It's going to happen after what I'm saying right now. <laughs> after after. Right. Uh, <laughs> Maybe even after something else. <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny in the in the book, uh, he just says after, and then Daniel says mm-hmm. after what, and Miyagi just says after. And Daniel's like, mm. okay, and just walks away. Okay, then. <laughs> but I love <laughs> after. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I yeah, it's funny. Huh. I dropped that. I dropped that quote into uh, I don't know. I forget. It was some conversation, and the person didn't get it, and I was just like, oh, Karate Kid, man. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Stop Only everything. Watch on the movie. Podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, also, uh, yeah. So we we have the chopsticks. Um, and we have the the bandana. Bandana is mm-hmm. is that what you call it? Bandana, kerchief. Uh, yeah, I don't know the uh, Japanese name for it. Hmm, I should. Okay. Yes, please find out. We'll need yeah. to know that. Okay, I'll look it up. <laughs> Band- bandana uh, feels wrong, but I can't think of yeah. what's right. Apparently, uh, this is uh, Pat Morita's uh, own design. Oh, oh nice. cool! That's what he's claimed. And it's a it's a hachimaki. A hachimaki. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! And that is a translation huh. translates to bandana, or it translates to helmet scarf. <laughs> helmet scarf. <laughs> oh, so you put it on underneath a helmet so it doesn't like rub up against your head. Oh right, yeah, yeah, okay. Ah, I like that helmet scarf. I gotta remember that. That's cool. <laughs> it's just so people will listen in the future minutes. I'm like, and then Daniel puts on his helmet scarf. And people are like, what? <laughs> well, if they, I, the, the, the concept of people dipping in and out of by the minute podcast is so funny to me. I, it, it cracks me up endlessly. It's like, if this is your first time, why, why yeah. on earth is it your first time? We're in minute 27. I don't understand. What is your, what is your game here? <laughs> not going to get any of the bits. None of them. <laughs> exactly. It's utter nonsense to you. Uh, we have banked callbacks. <laughs> um, by the way, guys, oh. uh, I, I just had to let you know that I'm recording you. So uh, there you go. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> uh, yeah, and there's some great there's great trivia about the the helmet scarf later um, that mm. that uh, I'll drop in. I don't want to waste it now. I've given that way so much. We've gone on long enough. Uh, my last. Uh, when will you my, tell it? When will you reveal that information about the headscarf? Oh, oh, uh, helmet scarf. Um, that will be uh, when uh, right before wax on, wax off. Actually. Um, okay. So, also one other thing. I was looking about, for after. Okay. 
darn it, you fed it to me. (laughs) Anyway, in the book. uh, Let's edit that in. After, after. Uh, In the book, uh, Daniel has some thoughts about uh, what Miyagi is doing with the chopsticks. He's like, his quote in the book as the chapter's ending is, what kind of man, thought Daniel, would try to catch a fly with chopsticks? What kind of man could catch a fly with chopsticks as if the mm. book's like i cannot wait till to the the part in the book where daniel catches the fly and be like i knew yeah. i could do it <laughs> <laughs> to catch that fly you'd have to be the best around i mean like Ooh. nothing would uh, be able to keep you down That's if true. you caught that fly <laughs> well, you gotta suffer but you gotta go through a little cruel summer um, <laughs> even though it's fall <laughs> This minute finishes up with uh, Daniel backing slowly out of Miyagi's shop, and then we cut to about two seconds of the beach, <laughs> which I don't really want to talk about till next week. But uh, I, I will respect it, James, if you wanted to mention something that happens in that half second. Here's here's my note, and I feel like it's appropriate. Beach soccer, and that's it. That was it. Yeah. Just beach soccer. I actually did look up the song. I'm sure you'll talk about it uh, next week. Yep. Uh, just to see what it was. We get uh, one lyric. Sure Sunshine every day. Sunshine, Sunshine every day. day. All and right. so many short Stomp shorts. Fe- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this movie. So good. Well, mm. um, this is our Friday question, which is uh, spoilers. I'm sure you don't want to just talk about what happens at the beach. But if there's anything you want to mention about the movie that, you know, you want to you want to get an opinion in or something about any of the next movies or Cobra Kai or anything at all. Um, what's something huh. we'd like to talk about uh, as we close out this podcast? Wow. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'll start recording now. Um, no. Um, uh, okay. So um, I love Elizabeth Shue in this. I, I'm also a big Back to the Future fan. So um, Elizabeth Shue is also eventually in that too. Um, so that's great. Um I always was really fascinated by the open campus uh, high school he went to because like I never went to a place that wasn't cold sometimes. Um, so the fact that it was like, and then you go outside and then you go to your other class. It was wild to me. Um, yeah. But enough that about that. Cool. Cobra Kai. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Cobra Kai is, is the best thing to happen to this franchise since I guess Pat Morita was cast. Like it's, it's, it's <laughs> so good. I can't say enough about Cobra Kai. It is the most, I feel like it's so well-written and so it's like what we talked about on, on Wednesday, like the gray area. It's like they, they were like, well, what if we painted the whole show? What if we painted the entire show in this gray? Like I like and hate every single member of the cast of Cobra Kai. And it's (laughs) amazing. I'm like, they are both, I, uh, I will defend them until my dying breath. And also, uh, why do they make any decision they make? Uh, yeah. Like I am really, really uh, in that. I love that show so much. I was, yeah. I was skeptical because I'd seen the, the, you know, the sweep the leg music video, which is basically yeah. Cobra Kai and, and whatever. And I was like, Ugh, is this going to be any good at all? And first episode I was like, Oh, Oh my, well, this is going to be way better than that. Huh? Oh, so good. I think it's the best I continuation. I think it's the best continuation slash reboot kind of thing of of an older franchise I've ever seen. Really, yeah, absolutely. And I, I actually, I liked Next Karate Kid just fine. I liked uh, the Karate Kid with uh, Jaden Smith just fine. But Cobra Kai, I was like, oh yeah, 
this is both fan service and fan challenging at the same time. And it was mm-hmm. so good. Like, it was like, uh, you know, yeah, we'll show clips from the movie. We'll, we'll, we'll revisit characters and people and whatever. But we're going to challenge you on basically everything you thought you knew about Karate Kid. So good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excited uh, for season three. I am too. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I, is the Cobra Kai is like one of the first shows where I was just like, I watched it all the way through. And of course, you know, I'm very much a fan of, I I'm, I'm a, I'm a karate kid purist. I, I think Daniel's the protagonist and I don't, I don't mm. want to hear any. And so all these theories, I'm like, Haha, that's funny, but you're totally wrong. Uh, yeah. And then all of a sudden they're like, we have a show that's going to be about it. And I'm like, wait, wait, no, no, no. Johnny is an a-hole. Like, I hate him. I don't <laughs> want to have him, but then they just draw you right in and, and they're yeah. like, they flesh out the character even more. They give him a uh, bit, bit more. And uh, then you're like, wow, I don't even know who I'm rooting for. You know, I, I, I like some both. Exactly. <laughs> Zabka rules. Yeah. So hard. If I don't know, I don't want to plug other shows, but the, uh, I guess it's idiot now or whatever. The Nerdist interview with both of them with Zabka and Machio is so good. I'm sure you both have listened to it or whatever, but mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. And Zapka is just the most charming guy of all time. I just, mm-hmm. I love watching him do any, I, I'm a big, one of my things is I love the villain. I love when, the, I love outtakes. I love curtain calls where I see the villain is smiling and friends with the cast. It <laughs> is just really, really relieving to me. It's a dumb thing and I know it, but I love it so much. And so <laughs> to have uh, Zabka be so cool and then play this role that's like, he's kind of an a-hole, but like, I think he's doing the right thing, right? Like, <laughs> right. Oh, so good. Oh, well, I mean, you know, man. you were the last thing you, you, you know, the last thing you get from Johnny and this movie is him realizing, wait a second, the teacher, my teacher has been the, the worst. Like, mm-hmm. absolutely. <laughs> uh, what have I been absolutely. doing? And here's the truth. Oof. When he yeah. says, I'm sorry to Daniel. Oh, geez. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, so good. So, in a way, you so know. So complicated. So complicated. So good. Complex. Mm. All right. Well, um, <laughs> let's back slowly out of this podcast for today. Uh, <laughs> James, do you want to uh, give uh, one more uh, plug for any anything you're doing? Or you just finished uh, Crossroads Minute? Um, yeah. We, we, got, uh, we, finished Cross, we finished up Crossroads Minute. Uh, we also did Newsies Minute before that. Um, We've had some people tweet us about uh, they've been going through that. Um, that's been really cool. We got to interview a couple of members of the cast and stuff, um, oh, nice. which was really fun um, because I think they were like, you're doing what? And uh, <laughs> and it was really cool. Um, uh, and um, so then we're, now we're doing Can't Hardly Wait Minute. And um, that's going to be fun when we get started on that. I do all sorts of podcasts. Um, and basically, I didn't mention this on Monday, but... Anything that you want, I'm going to basically retweet on uh, my Twitter, which is at Unabashed James. Um, mm-hmm. I used to do a show with Aaron called Unabashedly Obsessed, and so we picked our names based on that. Um, and now every day I see it, it's like a haunting memory of what it used to be. Anyways, it's fine. Um, you can change it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, no, it's, it's so I do lots and lots of stuff, um, and I, I tend to talk about it. I also have a list in my bio of all the things that that I've I've been on, so you can look that up, or you know, just tweet me and say, hey, what 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 are you what have you been in that I should listen to? And I will be happy to engage you in that or any other question you have. 
<laughs> well, thanks again for joining <laughs> us this week, James. Uh, uh, so glad we get you on. We'll definitely have to get you back, if not for this movie, uh, for the next one. You a big hey, please too, do, man? please do. Uh, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a one in three guy. I don't know. Empire Strikes Back and really? Karate Kid Two were somehow removed from me. I, I didn't know about Empire Strikes Back's existence, and Karate Kid Two <laughs> I've seen like two or three times. It's it's wild that the sequel was not presented to me as a child. Wow. But the, the, the third one was. Yeah, I'm wow. I'm a big I'm a big Karate Kid three fan, and I well, maybe we'll be I may be alone in that. But so you're the yeah, one. Um, you're the one. Yeah, t- you'll be our guest Ms. every week. Terry Silver <laughs> is like a scary villain for me, and like a childhood like this is. is what a bad man looks like. Anyways, yeah, but uh, yeah. Anyways, yeah. So I and yeah, I it, Karate Kid two, I. Uh, respect it. I am I'm all I'm all for it, but it it just it wasn't weirdly part of my life growing up. I you know, but I'd be happy to revisit it and and give you my thoughts because uh, you know it's yeah. such a good series. I'll just and then we can the start Peter, Cobra Kai minute and it'll be great. <laughs> I'll send you the uh, Peter Cetera vid- uh, music video over and over again until you realize that it's Perfect. a great sequel and it should deserve more of your attention. And hey, listen, it's not that I don't think it's a great sequel. And that song rules. Um, <laughs> I hadn't. Here's how much I didn't know the sequel, the Karate Kid 2. Uh, there's a pop punk band that I really like called Newfound Glory that did a pop punk cover of um, uh, Glory the of Power Love? of Love. The Glory of Love. The Power <laughs> of Love is an entirely different thing. Anyways, um, I didn't know what that was uh, when the, when it came on the, the, the album. I was like, what I is this? Was, and it was like from Karate Kid 2. And I was like, huh. That's Weird. awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's great. I, I like that song just fine. Um, <laughs> Peter Cetera and Huey Lewis in the News are people in the 80s that young kids found out they thought were really cool. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and they remain to be at this to, the, to this very day. Um, <clears throat> Absolutely. Well, thanks again. Peter Cetera is next week's guest. <laughs> yes. He's here for Karate Kid 1, strangely. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big fan of uh, the Sunshine Every Day song. So, uh, <laughs> um, all right. Well, thanks again. And uh, Matt, thank you uh, for, uh, again, putting up with another week of the silliness. I think we uh, no I think problem. we made up for the, uh, the the shorter Wednesday episode with this extra long Friday episode. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, thanks uh, for listening to Karate Kid Minute. And until next time. Sunshine every day.